Well, hello there, my lovelies. It's Chappie, or British butler. It's Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. It's episode 124. Now, can you believe that we've hit the heady longevity heights of 124 episodes of this nonsense? Well, nor can I. Especially on a day where my mouth is caked with turmeric. Now, it's not the best uh, type of uh, start to uh, be able to elocute, pronunciate, enunciate. Um, with uh, yellow uh, turmeric spice caked around your chops. But you know what? It does help this sort of inflammation. It does help the tummy. If you have a little bit morning with a little bit of a tummy upset, forget Pepto-Bismol. Turmeric is the, uh, is the key. You know, I should be sponsored by a ship. Cucumber cauliflower cheese. Yellow cauliflower soaked in turmeric. You know, that's, that's what we should have. We should have that type of advertising going on. Chappie's Chops caked in turmeric well it's it's smashing to be here um it's early very very early the moon is still up believe it or not and uh it's very quiet here at chappy towers you could almost uh, hear church mice burrowing uh, collecting their nuts ready for some sort of hibernation ready to uh to hide them away so no other little scoundrels take them i don't think uh, mice are as territorial as like dogs as you see my two dogs over a bone you know, you think that you've got gold ingots from Fort Knox or something, because that's how precious these bones are to dogs. But I don't, I don't think mice are as territorial about their nuts. I know a lot of people are territorial about their nuts. That's where you have to wear a box. I mean, you be very careful around your nuts. Yeah, the protectors, protectors and nuts. You have to protect the protectors of nuts. So, anyway, <laughs> as the insanity subsides. Uh, here I am once again for a Sunday edition of Keep Calm and Call of Our Cheese. This Sunday edition is becoming more regular than the church service for me. You know, I, I think I attend this podcast more uh, regularly than I go to a uh, go to a church service. But I mean, I like to keep things uh, like to keep things real. Um, I do feel a little bit more guilty about being slightly more naughty on a Sunday podcast. I have to say. I uh, mean, it uh, you feel like you have to be a bit more reverent on a Sunday when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the when it comes to the podcast. I've also found like the lower back, you know, it helps me uh, helps with creativity juices as I, as I gently rub my lower back as uh, as I as I broadcast this podcast. I don't know, it's something that seems to work uh, work rather nicely. So I just want to introduce this to you and put this out here. Uh, I think this should be a mantra. Can we get a T-shirt made uh, with these, with this etched on it? Um, when it comes to thinking about what one has to eat, and today, as always, we're sort of food laden here. We live to eat on this podcast, not eat to live. That that's if if ever there was a uh, epitaph about this podcast, it would be living to eat rather than eating to live. But. I just want to put this so these seats, and we'll be talking about this over the course of the show. Um, disappointing takeouts, or if you're ordering Uber Eats or Deliveroo or any of those things, you know, do you ever get tempted by something and then incredibly disappointed? Well, that happens to me. I I want to put this out here today on the podcast that you should never order take out Italian food if you're going to eat Italian food go to the restaurant because it's always disappointing but something that never disappoints ladies and mantelpieces remember this remember this well 
is your dear host giving you some life advice here. The curry will never, ever disappoint. So some of the things that we may or may not be talking about on your dearest podcast today. Uh, we have eccentric habits of classic writers. Another eccentric edition. We've had eccentric habits of uh, British people. Uh, we've had uh, enigmatic, uh, eccentric English habits as well. Um, we're talking about plus fours uh, or plus twos. These are the long socks that you pull up over a uh, almost like a culotte um, or a shorter short that golfers wear. Now I, I want to reintroduce this to the golf course and everyday wear. You can never, you can never miss a little bit of tweed. A little bit of tweed is absolutely delightful. So reintroducing uh, plus fours into our autumnal and fall collection, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and as I said uh, earlier, always get a curry. We'll be explaining the mantra behind that. Uh, what happens when you find uh, sweet or uh, candy wrappers in your bed? You know it's not been the greatest of nights. We'll be talking about that. Preppy Boys and Tattoo Tyler's, the best chocolate cake in the world. Uh, the Halloween Ghost Train Uber Driver. Uh, we'll also be uh, looking at that as well. Um, also, uh, walking, uh, walking by somebody when you're not quite put together. You're not in the all together, but you're not quite put together. Um, we'll be talking about when that happened to me earlier. Has that happened to you? Uh, also, we have a mystery sound, a mystery sound that I'm going to be playing throughout the show between now and the end of the program. And uh, there's no prizes to be won. You know, you can have one of my old tea bags. I have a couple of dry uh, PG Tips bags that I could give to you that you could uh, uh, rehydrate with water. I mean, that could be an absolutely delightful uh, couple of uh, Chappie's old tea bags uh, as, a, as, a, as a prize. Uh, pajama Boy, we never talked about Pajama Boy. The man with the most pairs of pajamas you've ever seen. Biden and Boris this week as well. Um, there's a lot of social media trends. Uh, my uh, daughter's school sent one to me the other day. But uh, again, I don't think the kids know how to play a uh, practical joke. They, they, they don't have an essence or knowledge of how to play the best practical jokes. Uh, but you know they're trying to get in on the trend here. Uh, dripping pickle juice in in, in the uh, in the bag. Um, also, how Nixon's suspicious mind led to Elvis spying on John Lennon. Um, also, uh, unemployed pilots in Australia used drones to keep great white sharks at bay. Uh, Daniel Craig's body became his Bond signature. We're gonna have a little Bond special. Maybe next week. Maybe the week after as well. Uh, Prince Philip's barbecue trip failed to cut mustard with the Queen. Um, mentioned this yesterday uh, or on Friday about the weirdest Christmas themed gifts because we have about under 100 shopping days till Christmas so why not get your uh, uh, themed sex toy Christmas gifts uh, why don't you go and buy them already because you have to get them you know, discreetly delivered and then hidden away somewhere you know so why not go and get them now that's that's the uh, that's what you need to be doing um, do you like your baked beans close to the sausage uh, obviously a full English breakfast uh, too many zoom meetings send your otter assistant instead I know I'm all about the delegation um, for chili for chili weekends ahead do you have yourself a quilted puffer jacket yet uh, charcuterie boards aren't just for meat and cheese anymore and we have the best news in the world about cheese we have some fantastic cheese coming your way 
we have the best news in the world about cheese. It's almost, almost dare I say, a miracle. So right at the uh, top of the show here, we have a little mystery sound competition. It's uh, between you, the dear listener, and you have to sort of figure out, figure out, figure out what this sound is. What do you think this sound is? I mean, it's a mystery sound. And when you hear this sound and when this happens to you, it's probably the most annoying, frustrating, and also it's perturbing. You start to, you start to sweat. The uh, top lip gets a little sweaty. Beads of sweat runs down the forebrow. Um, but here, what is this sound between now and the end of the show? See if you can guess what this mystery, mystery sound is. now in the end of the show guess what that mystery sound is i tell you i'm I'm sweating just thinking about it now i do love an uber driver who makes an effort and decorates their car i mean i've had um sort of american pie themes i mean not not pieces of pie around or teenage boys sticking their uh, um into the pie you know nothing like that is nothing like but sort of the whole sort of americana uh, type of fourth of july feel going along you know it's like a bite of apple pie you know that type of thing going on um so we've had that but the other day i had the most magnificent magnificent uh little drum roll little precursor preamble to halloween so you know is an uber driver and everything was decorated. So there was there was skulls hanging above the passenger side. You know, it's perspex glass going down. That, that made things a little bit creepier. It's almost like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the uh, and the uh, door sliding back and forth. You've got that perspex piece of sheet that slides back and forth to protect them, obviously, from COVID. So I had that. And then you had an assortment. I've never realized there were so many shades of orange. I mean, she had every light dark shade there's pumpkin orange there was a, a lighter sort of uh, more almost like a cerisi type of orange like ready orange going on there and she had all those lights scattered uh, all over lighting up the back i felt like lit up like a spooky christmas tree and uh and then there, there she uh, there she's driving along um with uh, with me sort of embossed and lit up like it was halloween and uh, I was I was a little bit uh, perturbed at the beginning, you know, because I, I don't know. It was like some sort of ghost train. Now, when you get on the ghost train, sometimes you don't get off the ghost train. You know, you get on perfectly happy. You're very scared. And then some sort of zombie grabs you. And then the ghost train reappears at the other side and you're not in the, not in the uh, train car. That's what I thought could happen with the whole uh, Uber situation. So I was a little bit worried about it. Um, you know, I, I do think on these occasions you need to tell people where you are. Um, but you know what? Lovely sort of folksy sort of southern lady um, with incredibly early Halloween decorations. I know some people put their Christmas trees up, but I think the Halloween decorations are up, um, you know, six weeks before uh, Halloween, probably a little bit early. Uh, but the most scary part of the whole ride, it wasn't the lights. It wasn't the chattering teeth of the skulls hanging up. It was a con- constant strain 
of country music and Garth books on the radio. That scared the bejesus out of me. So we've talked about this before on the podcast. This advert keeps coming up. I don't know if it's the... Uh, these artificial intelligent elves playing with my mind again. They're playing with my mind. People are playing with my mind. But it's the talking bottom, the talking ass, the talking ass. So there's an advert where you've got somebody trying to sell you something and it's uh, the bottom cheeks are moving, they're oscillating, pretending they're going to talk. Now, I don't think I have the power in my, uh, in my ass cheeks to be able to make them move quite like that. Now, I can do a Roger Moore eyebrow, but I cannot get my posterior moving either way. I mean, I mean, they're clenching, not only clenching, but they're moving around and oscillating uh, like a mouth moves. That's how pliable these people's bottom cheeks are. Now, do you have pliable bottom cheeks? Can you make them move around like a mouth moving? I just can't do that. I mean, I'm practicing as I'm talking here. You know, I'm still massaging the back slowly here, but I'm also uh, trying to get my uh, bottom cheeks to oscillate in a way that a, a mouth would move, and it's impossible. Okay, well, I'll practice and, and, and try that again next week. So anyway, here we have an eccentric writer. So we have eccentric writers on the podcast. We like to inject a little bit of eccentricity uh, throughout the podcast, obviously, but uh, in some of our little features here that we have, and this is um, an eccentric writer, and today we have Edith Wharton. From 1903 to 1911, Edith Wharton lived in her dream home. It was a mansion perched on the top of the hill in Lenox, Massachusetts, where many renowned writers such as Henry James came in for brief days. So there's a lot of ghosts on, this, on the show today, and Henry James obviously as well. Wharton would designate the early mornings to writing. It's like, I designate the early mornings to podcasts. Except like a good lazy girl, she would write while still in bed. Well, I try doing the podcast in bed. It doesn't work. I can't keep the microphone upright. I can't keep it up, baby. Um, Wharton would assemble pages of her books by actually cutting and pasting scraps of paper, one on the next. It's almost like a, you know, like a kidnapper would send to a victim's family where they cut out letters and send a letter that particular way, or if you're sending a poison pen letter. When she completed a page, she would let it fall to the floor, where a maid would pick it up and give it to Wharton's secretary to type. Well, that is lazy. I wonder if I could teach my dogs to uh, to pick up my scripts as they tumble to the floor. Because we, I have the uh, fan gently moving, moving the air around a little bit, trying to keep a cool butler chappy. Um, but I could train the hounds to maybe pick up the odd scripts that fall under the floor and a little bit of post-it notes when I come up with an idea. I mean, I've got it taped. It looks like a crime scene here. Firstly, the mess, but also um, I've got little pieces of scraps and post-it notes everywhere. When I come up with an idea, I pin it to the wall and it's ready for the next podcast. That's preparation for you. Uh, isn't it three Ps? Persistent preparation. I, I, I don't know. But anyway, I'm more prepared than you would ever think, people. We do love a good fashion tip on Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. You know, it's dressed to impress still. You know, everybody's so casual. Everybody's uh, adorned in sweatpants and dad shorts and basketball shorts and all those baggy stuff. But you know what? I think we need to reintroduce to you, the people, to the TikTok generation, plus twos and plus fours. So this is, uh, this is what golfers used to wear in the days of like Harry Vard and Bobby Jones back in the 1930s and 40s. And you know what? I started adorning them again. I mean, I do like a plus four. 
I mean, first of all, it's almost like works like uh, some sort of compression sock. So it's going to help all sorts of uh, blood flow uh, issues in the legs if you're wearing these plus fours. It's a very elegant look as well. So uh, for a more formal shoot, breeks are a must. But in reality, plus twos or plus fours are the most versatile and practical garments you can have in your country wardrobe repertoire. If you're lucky enough to have been invited on a more formal shoot, that's not a, a film shoot, we're talking um, gun shooting, we're talking pheasant shooting, duck shooting. On a driven day where a certain dress code is expected, breeks are essential Wear and, and must, with a matching vest. In warmer months, action back jackets and field coats later in the season. On a walked up shoot or similarly less formal occasion, breeks are your best option, along with a tattershell shirt, shuffle oak and fleece, and when weather permits, a shuffle ultralight or hurricane field jacket. That's like a barber wax jacket. But what makes uh, plus twos and plus fours practical? Plus twos and plus fours are worn with shooting stockings, which means you aren't trying to pack your trousers and socks into Wellingtons, or worse still, you're trying to roll shooting socks up over your trousers if you're wearing boots. When worn correctly, the breeks and shooting stocking come together to create an impermeable join. That sounds like a sort of unhealthy relationship, an impermeable join. If the wider fit of the breek around the knee gives you a level of movement that trousers simply can't give you, making climbing over stars and even bending down much easier. I don't know the, I don't know if I could bend down in those tight socks and the plus fours. I would hear a rippage sound it's also easy to swap your boots over brogues for lunch, ensuring your outfit still looks very smart. Uh, what's the difference between plus twos and plus fours? The number indicates the inches below the knee the breek sits. So plus twos are two inches below the knee, and plus fours four inches. Our plus fours also have double pleats in the front, a wider gusset, which makes the silhouette fuller and roomier than the plus twos, which has a flat front and narrow leg, which you prefer as a matter of taste. Both are equally practical. Golfers tend to wear plus fours or even a plus six. I tell you, six inches, Matron. Um, but shooting the plus twos are much more popular. Our plus twos have a side adjuster waist. <laughs> Is that an elasticated waist? Whilst our plus fours have a fishtail. I mean, you don't want to be spelling like fishtail i mean it's it's very difficult to w wash these things and the smell of a fishtail would be absolutely awful could you get the smell of a fishtail if you're uh, if you're taking them in and getting dry cleaned i wonder um but the fishtail back gives a higher rise creating even more protection against the elements um, and how to wear the plus twos and fours. Both styles are best worn with trouser braces. These will ensure the trousers stay comfortably in place as you swing your arms uh, in the chute or during a golf swing. When attaching your shooting stockings to the breeks, which makes sure you put the shooting stockings over the bottom of the breek and then use the garter. So it's like, I mean, these uh, golfers and shooters are, are sort of turning a little kinky. They have little garter belts as well to hold up the plus twos and fours. Knot the garter firmly, then fold down the cuff of the shooting stocking to cover the join. Make sure the join is covered. So hazard a guess at this mystery sound that emanated early in the week. So Zoom calls are the absolute bane of our lives, aren't they? So the other day, I um, you know, decided to have uh, to do my morning sort of absolutions, and uh, you know, use 
use the bathroom and uh, and then I uh, I came back and I don't know it, in the butler training school there's windows everywhere it's like a bloody greenhouse I tell you so you can't really do anything in private you know certainly no shenanigans of any sort um, but yes complete glass so I walked by and my uh, next door neighbour uh, she was sitting in there resplendent in her uh, butler's morning suit and bow tie and everything else looked, looked absolutely lovely very polished shoes as well uh, she was on some sort of zoom training call or something and uh, I noticed you know because you know what I what I generally wear trouser wise um, yeah, sometimes the uh, the zipper the fly is a little stiff and I forget to raise it right to the top you know I just forget to to pull the zipper right to the top of the tree and uh, anyway so flying low shirt tails hanging out of uh, of the zipper uh, yeah tails everywhere no fish tails in this case luckily um, but I walk by and right through the window uh, the great almost as like a green glass green uh, house window uh, there she was uh, on a zoom call with the computer facing the window with my flies my tails everything hanging out and I, I don't know why I decided to do this I, I suddenly decided that It'd be a good idea to readjust myself in front of the window whilst everybody in the Zoom call could see. Um, now, she turned around. Obviously, somebody said something on the Zoom call that I was sort of adjusting uh, the whole uh, uh, the whole fly situation. Um, yeah, yeah, a little bit, a uh, little bit awkward. Um, always, always double check. I mean, I need to put a meeting reminder on my phone that will buzz on my watch. That once using the uh, ablutions, uh, one has to check one's fly to make sure that one isn't flying low. So how Nixon's suspicious mind led to Elvis spying on John Lennon. Elvis Presley was told to spy on John Lennon by President Nixon while the Beatle was living in New York, according to the music presenter Bob Harris. Harris, who interviewed Lennon on the old grey whistle test, his BBC show, said that Nixon loathed Lennon for his criticism of the Vietnam War and wanted him out of the country. Harris, 75, claimed that the president recruited Presley, a great friend, to monitor Lennon during the 1970s. On the uh, Raconteurs podcast, Harris said it sounded like it was almost a figment of uh, Lennon's imagination when he was saying, my phone was tapped, I got followed everywhere, but it was true. He was out to get him, and that's why John was stuck in New York or st stuck in the States. He knew were he to come back to the UK, would never be allowed back into America again, not while Nixon was in the White House. Harris added Nixon was a great friend of Elvis and vice versa. Nixon had instructed Elvis to gather as much information about John Lennon as he possibly could. Nixon was president between 1969 and 74, tried to have Lennon deported from the US in 1972 and regard him as a counterculture enemy. Lennon was shot dead in Manhattan in 1980. Harris said that when Lennon and Presley met up for the first time in Los Angeles in 1965, it was hate at first sight. There was resentful rivalry. For John, it was a very disillusioned moment because he loved Elvis Records so much to discover that he was a right-wing Southern bigot it was a big shock. Equally, Elvis saw Lennon as being an upstart Liverpudlian, uh, know-it-all who'd taken his crown. He usurped Elvis and he resented that as hell. Harrison, as Whispering Bob, presented the old gray, gray whistle test and was a good friend of Lennon until Lennon's death in 1980. So when you're deciding your takeout order, delivery Uber Eats, Grab up any of those on a on an evening. Make sure you have complete certainty over what you want to order. 
because there's a whole plethora of choices out there available to you. Like last night, just to give an example, I was dead set keen on a curry. I love a Friday or Saturday curry, one of my favorites. I mean, back in the UK, love to go out for some of the best curries in the world out there in the UK. Love to go out for a Friday or Saturday curry. Absolutely delicious. They're with a like crisp sort of Kingfisher beer or something like that. Very nice. Anyway, so I wanted the curry. But then I started getting delivery confusion. I was looking and there were so many different options there. I know, I, I see a meatball and it's like cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Those meatballs are come, coming raining down on me and I'm not going to be able to think about anything else. I see meatballs. And then I see one of my other favorites, cannelloni. Whether it's beef cannelloni, chicken cannelloni, in a creamy carbonara, I love cannelloni. But the cannelloni never the same it's like the lasagna it's never the same as you make at home it's never the same as your mama used to make never the same and I I had suddenly started getting confusion you know I see meatballs I see a calzone do you love it absolutely love a calzone it's like an Italian meat pie basically for me difficult to get the meat pie so you have to keep your meat, meat pie fixed wherever you can and uh, so the confusion started setting in. It was cloudy. And there was a chance of meatballs. It, 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 it like brushed over me. I couldn't, I couldn't think about anything else. The curry was such a certainty in my mind earlier in the thought process. I mean, it's so easy, like butter chicken, vindaloo. It's so easy. Love a curry. But I thought, well, you know, I had a curry earlier in the week. Probably not the best idea. But... A curry will never disappoint. It will never disappoint. Making Italian food at home or homemade Italian food or going to the restaurant, you get the whole you get the whole nine yards. You get the whole family affair. It feels like um, your Italian grandmother put a lot of love and attention into making that dish. But something happens on the transportation between the restaurant and your house with the Italian food. It never turns out the same. It turns into a dry leather type of shoe. The pasta is no longer al dente anymore. It starts getting hard. You could put it back into the packet and reuse it basically. The sauce sort of evaporates and it's disappointing cannelloni. Disappointing cannelloni. It never works out. It's never as creamy. It's too chewy. It's like getting a bit of squid and it, you know, you have to find an extra pair of dentures to chew it up for God's sake. That's how chewy it becomes. So never ever order the cannelloni. Pizza's one thing. Pizza is delivered fine as long as it's not too cold. It has to be warm because in reheating pizza you have that old problem. But dry, disappointing cannelloni will never usurp a curry. A curry always wins and a curry will never ever disappoint you. Why karaoke can drive you to distraction. Singing along to living on a prayer during a boring car journey may be good for the soul. It's not. 
it's not necessarily good for your driving or good for the passengers. Research found that listening to loud lyrical music behind the wheel has the potential to leave motorists mentally overloaded, increasing their chance of making potentially deadly errors. The study suggested that music carried the biggest risk for drivers using dense city roads where more concentration is needed to navigate stop-start traffic, junctions, roadworks, and passing cyclists or pedestrians. I would think some of the roads in deepest, darkest East Anglia where you have to go right up under the side of the road, uh, right up onto the bank, right up near the hedge, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're basically wedged over, almost like man with a golden gun, where you're about to do a jump over a river, and then you let two tractors go by. That seems a little bit more uh, dangerous to me. It's, it, and again, it's uh, probably the situation where, uh, you know, the Wurzels are driving by in their tractors and you're listening to uh, some, you know, insipid country music or something along those lines. That could cause all sorts of trouble for you. Researchers said, though, that drivers should be wary of using loud lyrical music in urban environments because it could elevate levels of uh, activation and even aggression, particularly in the young. They added that soft, non-lyrical music, some classical pieces, were the best choice to optimize a mental state. That's why I play classical music with my dogs. It optimizes their mental states. The conclusions come amid concern over the levels of distraction inside modern cars, which are often fitted with systems that include music streaming services, podcasts, hundreds of radio stations, and navigation tools you could be listening to me right now and getting incredibly distracted i could be sending you to sleep for god's sake i could be causing accidents behind the wheel as i'm sending my listeners to sleep oh that's a heavy weight to, that's a heavy weight to to bear on one's soul i have to say uh, but also if people are singing and they're incredibly out of tune like even the tuning fork would bend Maybe passengers are putting drivers out of their misery with the out-of-tune singing and deciding to end it all because the singing is so bad, so out of tune, and it is actually caused you on-the-spot tinnitus. Oh, Pajama Boy. Oh, Pajama Boy is a character that I see on my morning walks with the dogs. Now, this guy has more pairs of pajamas than I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, I've seen him wear a Scooby-Doo pair, a Where's Wally, Where's Waldo pair, where he's basically red and white, and you could put him into the Where's Wally, Where's Waldo uh, picture, and you wouldn't be able to spot it. Other than the fact that he's, uh, you know, 20 inches wide. It's like the old song, Here Comes a Bride, 20 inches wide, Here Comes a Bride, you know, seven inches thick or, thick or something along those lines. So, I mean, this guy has more pajamas than i've had curries well probably not quite to those levels um and remember curry never disappoints um but uh yeah so he's had the scooby-doos he's had the where's wally he's had the star wars ones which looks like they, he's got like the baby yoda now you know i wouldn't be scattering baby yoda you know down the down the end of the crotch you don't want to have baby yodas all over your crotch basically I mean, it could cause all sorts of issue and uh, give people the wrong impression. You know, you don't, you know, not that you want the, the old green Yoda with hair coming out of every wart on your crotch either. That would not be a good look, I, particularly. But baby Yoda on the crotch, yeah, definitely not. Um, but also, I, I'm quite impressed because he seems to iron these pajamas. Now, who irons their uh, pajamas? Who irons their undercrackers anymore? He irons them because there's like a little crease in the leg. Very, very impressed. 
So not only every time you see me, it's a different pair of pajamas, um, then, uh, but also they're actually ironed as well. Incredibly impressive. But the thing I'm going to have to get for him, we talked about this earlier with the plus twos, is I think I'm going to have to buy him some. And here, this podcast has real issue because I veer between the American and the British constantly. I'm trying to make everybody understand, give them the best chance of understanding what I'm saying. So we've had this before. It's suspenders versus braces. Now, I think we need to get Pajama Boy braces. Uh, not the things he put in his teeth. I haven't looked at his teeth. I don't want to get that close to him. But it's early morning. He probably hasn't given himself a shush caboosh. He hasn't you know, washed the undercarriage or anything along those lines. So he's probably a little stinky. So I want to get too close to his morning breath as well. Uh, so don't know about braces, but no, braces are the things that hold trousers up. It's like suspenders. But then if you say suspenders in the UK, they think you're getting kinky, but they're the things that hold up the stockings. Now, he may have stockings under his, uh, you know, under his pajamas as well. Who knows? I don't want to delve this deeply into a pajama boy. But he needs the garters slash suspenders to hold up the pajamas because his torso, his belly is pushing the pajamas down and I'm seeing the crevasse. I'm seeing uh, the moon crater. You know, I'm not going to be Neil Armstrong. I'm not landing on that moon crater anytime soon. And I don't want to see it. He needs to have those pajamas pulled up to his nipples. You know, over his moobs. Uh, we talked about this before. Trousers should cover the moobs. Then you don't need a moob bra. Uh, but he need, desperately needs some suspenders or garters, pajama boy, to cover up these indiscretions. It's, it's no fun seeing the Grand Canyon first thing in the morning. Oh yeah, welcome to Trample Trombone. Wild Boar sneaks into Swanky Private Members Club to go for a swim and cool off. Internet users have found common calls with a cheeky hawk who's been snooping around a water feature by staff at the elite Hong Kong resort where annual membership's three million a year. A rebellious wild boar that broke into a luxurious Hong Kong resort to relax in a waterfall in the early hours of the morning has been an unlikely hero for Twitter users after its exploits were shared online. On the social media, the Aberdeen Marina Club described the animal as a friendly visitor who enjoyed spending time around a tropical pool and said that local police had assisted in safely moving them on. Responding to the news, one user made fun of the animal's lack of regard for the Chinese territory's high-tech COVID management systems and asked that the citizens track their whereabouts with smartphones. He would have been a member, otherwise he would have known to leave the Leave Home Safe app upon entry. Another expressed a surprise at the mammal's ability to find its way through the strict security infrastructure that surrounds the complex. Robert Fenner, a journalist for the business news site Bloomberg, meanwhile praised its choice of a lounging location. On top of that waterfall seems like a sweet spot to hang out. A full statement by resort managers on the uh, visit mixed humour with reassurance for its wealthy human members over any possible harmful bacteria brought in by the animal. I mean, surely you need a member to sign you in, unless it's a hog roast. And a woman was shocked when she walked into her house and realized the bat was hanging upside down on the crotch area of her jeans. Tiffany Granello from Colorado said, how did this happen to me? In a video, she pans her camera down to her jeans and awkwardly opens her legs to find the nocturnal animal seen clinging around. I mean, you could imagine to David Ambrose. And uh, this is the natural habitat of uh, the uh, big-eared bat 
it's uh, hanging around is a nocturnal creation hanging around of a of a lady's crotch it's found a very nice type of habitat uh, very uh, welcoming and uh, slightly uh, uh, slightly moist and uh, and available in the video she pans her camera down to see the jeans awkwardly opens her legs and the nocturnal animal is clinging from her crotch stay out of nature she says in the comment section she joked that she had to leave a video as evidence if she unfortunately died from rabies all i know is that it took a step and heard a squeak looked down and uh, thought it was her husband i mean no, seriously though they should rewrite that advert and say that bats give you wings Unemployed pilots in Australia use drones to keep great white sharks at bay. Airline pilots whose planes have been grounded by the pandemic are flying drones above beaches to spot sharks and surveillance missions prompted by a sudden leap in fatal attacks last year. Among those recruited to fly long-range drones can monitor multiple beaches in four-hour flying sorties are Qantas A380 pilots whose 570-ton aircrafts are in storage in America. Eight people were killed by sharks in Australia last year, the deadliest year. Desperate to limit attacks over the summer, the government of New South Wales has trebled its spending. The long-range drones replaced smaller crafts that flew in 30 minutes before needing a battery recharge. The number of drones on shark patrol this summer will increase to 50. Almost every popular swimming beach along the 1,200-mile New South Wales coastline will be watched by drones and shark spotters aboard light aircraft. Nearly 40 coastal electronic listening stations will monitor the movements of large sharks that have already been fitted with transmitters, but no laser beams. Being more dairy fat linked to lower risk of heart disease. It is a mystery scientists have called the French paradox. Our continental neighbors are seemingly able to consume cheese to their heart's desire and yet keep their hearts healthy. Now researchers have found that cheese and cream may indeed ward off heart problems. A study using blood samples more than 4,000 adults found that those with higher intakes of dairy fat had a lower heart risk. Earlier, research had shown that eating more full-fat dairy was linked to either no increased risk of heart problems or possibly protected against them, but in, intended to rely on people's own reports of their own diet. The new study in Swedish adults instead used blood samples to judge how much dairy was in their diets. Participants were allowed uh, and followed for 16 years on average to see how many had heart attacks, strokes and other serious circulatory events and how many had died. After adjusting for factors such as age, income, lifestyle and other diseases, the cardiovascular disease risk was lowest for people with high levels of fatty acids in their blood, reflecting high intake of dairy fats. That group had no increased risk of death from all causes. The researchers also analyzed 17 similar studies in other countries. Those confirmed their conclusions. The findings appeared uh, in a medicine report. The lead author, Dr. Kathy Trier, from the George Institute for Global Food Health said that some dairy foods, especially fermented products, had previously been associated with benefits for the health. Other fats like found in seafood, nuts and non-tropical vegetables can also have a greater health benefits uh, along with dairy fats. This is the best news ever. I have two huge blocks of cheddar that I want to go and slice into now. Forget the crackers, I'm just going to get the snout into the cheddar and start consuming it for a healthy heart. It, I mean, this is like the greatest news of the week. You know, your brie, your Roquefort, uh, your cheddar, your double Gloucester, 
all of the different uh, all of the different cheeses sound absolutely phenomenal give you a rundown some of these cheese superfoods cheddar calories 416 per 100 grams fat 35 grams britain's favorite cheese accounting for 51 percent of all cheeses consumed in the uk but also happens to have numerous health benefits it's rich in iron vitamin a and also good uh, vitamin k source for bone health the more mature the cheese the greater the number of bacterial benefits it contains cheddar can protect your teeth from developing cavities by raising your pH levels in the mouth, cancelling out the enamel damaging effects of acidic foods. You have the Roquefort. The extended ripening process of Roquefort and other varieties of molded cheese may be the key to the French paradox. The ripening process is very different to that of cheddar. It's anti-inflammatory and probiotic properties as well. Parmesan cheese, Parmesan. The presence of ready-to-use proteins and lipids. So if you suffer from irritable bowel syndrome, Parmesan is the cheese for you. Goat's cheese, packed with probiotics, which help to aid digestion. Lower lactose in ricotta and cottage cheese as well. Brie, it also contains high levels of uh, uh, spermanine, which the journal Cancer Research found can stop damaged liver cells from replicating. And mozzarella as well, it contains bacteria that aids in probiotics. Two strains that are beneficial for gut health and immunity, for, and also ricotta, high in protein. Protein is great, and cottage cheese as well. Consuming cottage cheese half an hour before going to sleep helps boost the metabolism. Cheese is a superfood, people. A superfood. Indulge today. So you know it's probably not been the greatest night when you sort of roll over and feel this sort of scratchy, scratchy feel on the bed. No, it's not crumbs from toast or anything along those, or like crumble bits of uh, slightly uh, stale cheddar. No, 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 it's not that at all. Uh, it's actually uh, wrappers from uh, lint, Lindor balls. Uh, you know, it's not been a great night when you find three or four wrappers right next to you in the bed and you roll over and it scratches your back. So that's not the best start to the day uh, when... Uh, you sort of consumed a few lint balls before bed and left the wrappers in the bed. And then you get out of bed and you step on the dog bone and it brings back your plantar's fasciitis. That is not the best start to the day, I would say, uh, without a doubt. But I mean, I guess one could go back to bed, but there's no lint balls anymore. Did you guess the mystery sound? Yes, so that mystery sound, ladies and gentlemen, just going to relieve you from your misery of not being able to guess it. That's like the worst sound in the world. When uh, you're in the wardrobe, you're in the portaloo, you're in the lavatoire, and um, the roll's too big for the uh, roll dispenser, and it's got stuck, and all you're pulling off are little shards of toilet paper. That's never going to do anybody any good, is it? And... The more you pull, the harder you pull, smaller shards come off. And then you can't find the start of the roll anymore. And you're sweating, and your top lip's sweating, your head's sweating, beads of sweat coming down. And then you realise you've been in the uh, toilet for about half an hour, and you have 50,000 shreds of toilet paper on the wall, on the floor. Yes, that's a mystery sound. It's a toilet roll that's too big for its dispenser.
Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. We had a Friday and also a Sunday edition. Uh, on the last edition of the podcast, we talked about um, what I thought might have been pierogi's disease, where you have a misshapen shaped dumpling, slightly curved dumpling, and uh, you can get medication to cure curved dumplings. Uh, in fact, it was a whole different issue that... Uh, that the little uh, artificially intelligent elves had uh, sent to me. And that was on last podcast. So we had pierogi's disease. Um, so thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Uh, I'm across all the platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can listen to me anywhere. Actually, when I finally released that toilet paper that was stuck in the uh, in the dispenser, I could hear Keep Coming Cauliflower Cheese as a smooth roll cascaded down. I could hear... The dulcet tones of Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. I mean, you can literally hear it everywhere. There is a musical edition, though. Um, there'll be two musical editions going up today. But uh, we have uh, all sorts of uh, cheese going on. Cheese le fromage. We have uh, Barry Manilow. Uh, we have some Stereophonics, some Suede. We have some John Lennon. We have some Ra Band, Whitney Houston. We have uh, some Rupert Holmes, Pina Colada, Michael McDonald. Lots of very cheesy yacht rock for you to sail away with if you like the Butler Emporium Musical Edition of podcast on Spotify. But I will be back again next week. Uh, but coming up, we have a September autumnal poem. Today's poem is September by Helen Hunt Jackson. The golden rod is yellow, the corners turning brown, the trees in apple orchards with fruit are bending down. The donation's bluest fringes are curling in the sun. In dusty pods, the milkweed is hidden, silk has spun. The sedges flaunt their harvest in every meadow nook, and asters by the brook aside make asters in the brook. From dewy lanes at morning, the grape sweet odours rise. At noon, the roads all flutter with yellow butterflies. By all these lovely tokens, September days are here, with summer's best of weather and autumn's best of cheer. But none of all this beauty which floods the earth with air is unto me the secret which makes this September fair. Is a thing that I remember, to name it thrills me yet. One day, one September, I can never forget. Superb having you here for the podcast. Uh, listen in, follow me on Instagram at Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese, at Keep Cheese on Twitter. I'll be back again next week, people. Until then, have a lovely week and cheerio.